0: Gunline, gunline, gunline. Fire mission coming down. <laughs> I'm your host, Lopez, and you're listening to the on the gunline podcast where we shoot the shit like we did out in the field. I haven't done one of these in a long ass time, y'all. Um, where I shoot the shit. Normally it's called the shoot the shit episode, and I would be hanging out with another peer or a veteran or somebody I don't even know. And uh, we just hang out, talk about their time in service, you know. Uh what they did before the service during any deployments, any funny stories we share and fucking just bullshit around. And, um, basically because I think everybody has a story to tell, you know, and, um, everybody should be able to tell their story if they want, you know what I'm saying? Uh, what a better way to let it be known that you at one time or another, um, were somebody who when the call was made you know you raised that right hand and said vamonos you know and for um if you've never watched door of the explorer that means let's go but um yeah man um and just you know also it's a it's a way to um sometimes just be an outlet just to go ahead and fucking um how can i put this uh every once in a while we get into our own motherfucking heads and we think we're the only ones going through shit and um there's others like us you know what i'm saying so that's one of the main reasons this podcast uh was actually made um uh, there's a story behind it all back to sarn j with under the net and but you know he's on to greater things now so but here we are so if this is your first time listening, my name is Lopez. Well, my name is Danny, Danny Lopez, but I'm just not used to using my first fucking name. A uh, little bit about me. I spent 10 years in the United States Army as a field artillery cannon crew member. Started as a e motherfucking one. And then uh, year 10, when I got out, I was a staff sergeant and I was a medically retarded. Yeah. So that's about me right there. Um, I've been out now for seven years in 2015 when I got out. And um, one thing that I realized quickly upon joining the civilian sector was that my point of view on things had drastically changed to what it used to be before. Um, I, I swallowed the fucking Kool-Aid, if you will. You know I mean? I, I love the army, you know. Yeah, we all bitch and fucking complained about it while we were in it, but I mean, that's what you do no matter what job you're doing. You know what I'm saying? But I really, really loved it. I love the structure. I love the discipline. Call me a fucking brovet. I just love the way it fucking was compared to how it is now. So yeah, hashtag brovet, motherfuckers. I'll wear that motherfucking title proudly. All right, whatever. It is what it is. I'm sorry I had standards. So, anyways, with that said. Um, upon coming out to this fucking civilian sector, um, it's been seven years and it's still, uh, it still has its moments where it's difficult to fucking find yourself where you fit in, in this, in this life. Um, at least for me, it's not for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody is going through the same shit I'm going through. And the reason I'm putting this this uh, this episode out is because um, earlier on today, I asked a question on the Facebook and on the Instagram, if you know it's been tinkering with my mind. Should I go ahead and put out, you know, what uh, my experience has been so far through therapy? So um, there was a couple of responses, and um, dude, even with one response, if one person's gonna get something out of it, I'm fucking gonna do it. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day. We got to be here for each other, and I want you to know you're not alone And whatever the fuck your troubles are, all right? So anyways, um, I've been working a civilian job now for seven years as well. Like, I hit the ground fucking running. Um, when I was told in December of 14 that I was leaving, that I had to be out by March, like Dunzo, March 2015, I started hitting the ground running, man, putting fucking applications everywhere. So myth one, that you're going to come out and start making like $80,000 a year. Yeah. Very few are doing that. And the ones that are, were E8 and above. So just, yeah, you know, some E7s, but E8 and E9s and then your officers. And I'm talking about your fucking O4s um, and above are the ones that are probably making that shit. Um, but anyway, um, that's myth number one. Now, if you do find something that you're making 80 G's a fucking year, cool, man. Hey, right. Fucking on. Um, but realize that now you're going to be paying for your own motherfucking, uh, insurance. Mm, that's a bitch. You know, luckily I was rated high enough to where I can get tri care for the family and the kids. Cause if not, whoo wee. That shit's gonna suck, Chief. It's gonna suck. I'm letting you know I'm letting you know that right now. You know, life is expensive as a civilian. We get used to having um being catered to, if you will, you know, with uh, you know, the 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 network of uh providers that we have within the military because we don't pay shit unless we want to go to some private doctor and then we have a copay. But I never did that. I had tricare prime. I stayed right there on post, maybe on Evans. Let's go hit Evans. Anyways, so once I got out and um, I hit the ground running, I found my job. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be completely transparent, which is um, a word that if you're coming out to the civilian sector, get used to hearing and saying a lot. Transparent. So being transparent, when I got out, um, I found a job at a call center and because I, I needed a fucking job. There was no ifs ands or buts. I got three fucking kids and a wife, you know, and um, I'm moving to San Antonio, which relatively is cheap compared to the rest of the fucking United States. But um, yeah, so I got there. I was making 15 bucks an hour. Then um, when they found out I was bilingual, yeah, buddy, I got a fucking differential, which means I got a pay increase Um, because of that. It was like a 10% increase for being bilingual. So it's a specialty, you know what I'm saying? So that bumped me up. And then, um, but still, my old lady had to work too, because we were used to a certain lifestyle, you know, a certain uh, standard of of living. And in order to maintain that standard of living that we had, she had to get a job as well. So yeah, we both hit the fucking ground running. We got jobs. And then what ended up sucking was because of those jobs, you know, we started missing time from each other and home. And um, I just try to keep myself busy at work, 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 you know. Uh eventually after about a year, I ended up fucking getting a promotion, I guess you could say it is, but I was just doing translations where I just fucking translated calls, and that was another pay increase. Nowhere near what I was making in the military, though, at all. So let's keep that in check. All right, I was not making what I was making in the military. Um, and so, anyways, still with that, I had to deal with um some shit at work where, first of all, everybody, once they found out I was military, um, which was of course done by either my supervisor would introduce me like, Oh, this is Danny Lopez. He's a veteran, blah, blah, blah. And honestly, I'm not very good with that type of shit. You know, like with people introducing me that way. Cause to me, I'm more than just a veteran, but that's no here, nor there. We'll get into that later. But, um, you know, And of course, you get the usual fucking questions like, you know, or did you go to the war? Blah, blah, blah. You know, did you shoot anybody? Blah, blah, blah. Civilians are fucking civilians. You know what I mean? It is what it fucking is on that end. Um, You just let it slide, man. Let it fucking slide. The problem that I had was I didn't have time for bullshit. You know, Um, like the way I carried myself apparently was the way that um was not corporate america style um i didn't talk to anybody because i didn't know anybody and i didn't want to know them uh i tried getting to know the civilian sector people but there just was a clash in the way that we spoke and the way that we talked to each other you know i tried you know being joking and all that shit yeah uh People get offended really fucking easy out in the civilian sector, y'all. This ain't, this ain't the way it used to be. Um, luckily, one of my uh, teammates, he was actually a uh, ex-Marine. Uh, didn't deploy, you know, and he told me, you know, uh, I wasn't a door kicker or anything. I was a box kicker. He was a supply sergeant, you know, when he got out. He was a supply. So, too easy. That alone right there, though, I instantly grew a fucking bond with him immediately. You know, so I had one cool cat that I was fucking hanging out with and talking to and just shooting the shit and chopping it up. However, there were times where um, I was put, like, in charge of a meeting at one time. And as I'm doing this meeting, you know, I was still stuck in that mind frame. Don't laugh at this motherfuckers. But I still said, hey, my name is Danny Lopez. I'm going to give you a block of instructions on the following criteria. You know, just dumb shit like that. The only thing I need that was missing when I did my intro was uh, here are the standards and fucking what is that shit we used to say uh, expectations or whatever. I forget what the fuck it was, but we there was a the fucking spiel that we used to say. It's been a while. But anyways, um, that's all that was missing out of it. Um, And anyway, so I did that. And um, while I was doing that fucking class. Uh, there was these two fucking broads that were just playing on their fucking cell phones, yo, like texting and not even looking my way when I was giving this fucking block of instructions. Oh, standards, conditions—that's what it was. Standards and conditions and bullshit. Anyways, um, so I looked at them and I was like, "Hey, would you mind putting your cell phones away and look at me while I'm giving this instructions? Give me the same respect I would give you, you know." And apparently that didn't fly too well, and I ruffled some feathers. And immediately I became an asshole at the call center. Like everybody hated me because I simply asked and not in the most professional way, I guess, you know, corporate way, uh, to put your fucking phones away. You know, I could have just said that, you know, Hey, can you put your fucking phones away and pay attention up here? Eyes up anyways, but apparently the way I went about it was incorrect. So got to talk into for that one. Then there was another time where somebody that I was going in. To a class with for some training, uh he raised his hand like to kind of like shut me like something like that, you know, raising his hand and putting it like towards my face. We weren't close to each other, you know, but like you know, distance wise, but enough to is disrespectful as fuck. And so I, I bit my fucking lip. I stay fucking quiet, and I let it go. I let it go. You know, I'm trying to be civilian, Danny. Civilian, Danny. Well. This motherfucker did the same goddamn thing in another fucking meeting with our higher-ups. And I was trying to interject and try to make a point, but this motherfucker raised his hand again. It's like, do, 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 do. bro, I got fucking hot. I got hot. I'm talking about my blood was motherfucking boiling, bro. So what ended up happening was the meeting continued and I just kept sulking and biting my motherfucking tongue. And as we got out, this motherfucker had the audacity to come and talk to me like we're still fucking cool. I guess he didn't read the fucking look an expression on my face of get the fuck away from me and he came up and tried to talk to me i told him look man check this out don't you ever raise your motherfucking hand at me again i swear to fucking god this is the second time you've done it there ain't gonna be no third time because the third time you do it's not gonna be good all right so don't fucking do it again and i left it at that and i walked away and um later on during that evening you know i was thinking about it Letting shit soak through, you know. Hindsight is 2020, 20, right? So you could be like, maybe I went about that the wrong way. And I thought about even going up there, like, hey, man, you know, my bad for earlier. Uh just this is the problem that I had. I should have talked it out with you rather than snapped at you. Nah, it didn't happen like that. You know what ended up happening? This piece of fucking shit goes around me to my motherfucking supervisor, drops a motherfucking dime saying that uh he felt threatened. Like, I was going to whoop his ass. I would have whooped his ass if it would have been the third motherfucking time, though. And I don't think I would have whooped his ass per se, but more like, you know, got in his face a little bit more, if that makes sense. You know, unless he tried to raise his hand on me, then we're going to have some motherfucking issues. But anyways, I digress, as the motherfuckers say, which I still don't know what digress means. But anyways, I digress. And I know that when people say I digress, they go back to their fucking point they were making. Um, that motherfucker told my supervisor. My supervisor came and told me, bro. So, my supervisor came and told me that that motherfucker went around and told me that and snitched on me. I told my supervisor, you know what? I thought about going to apologize to him, but now fuck him. I told my supervisor, fuck that guy. I'm not apologizing for shit. Fuck no. I'm not apologizing. You want to write me up? Write me the fuck up. I'm not apologizing straight up. I ended up fucking clocking out for the day. And on my way out, as I walked by that snitch, fat piece of shit bitch, I did the scene from Scarface. And um, that beautiful scene where. Tony is walking out with uh with Ernie, and he's like, you know, this it, that's what it's all about. Eating, drinking, fucking, snorting. Damn what. Anyways, so I, I did that part of the scene, but more towards the end where he says, So say goodnight to the bad guy. So I, yeah, I did that scene as I walked by him. I said, You need people like me. So you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. What's that make you good? No. Anyways, so I did that scene next to him. And as I walked out, I'm a petty motherfucker when it comes to shit like that. And I walked out and said, so say goodnight to the bad guy. And I walked away. Anyways, um, that was the last time he talked to me ever directly. And I think it was good. It was good for both of us because I didn't like him but between all this shit so anyways those are just some of the struggles i was going through which seemed very petty and minor however comma when you start getting enough of those and you get an hr report which is kind of like uh eo in the military but if you get hr bro that ain't good because another time this one bitch from my quality evaluation team comes up to me trying to tell me what the fuck i did wrong right so i'm in i'm sitting down and she's telling me, okay, so we developed, we're looking at these trends and you have this trend here. So I told her, wait a minute, how many, how many calls have you listened to that make it a trend? And the bitch said, uh, three, she seemed confused, right? So I looked at the supervisor, was like, so what's a trend? Two calls, three calls, what makes it a fucking trend? And so they were not in, they weren't jiving to what the fuck was a trend and she only had fucking written it up one time so how the fuck was that a trend so that's you know i got i got angry i got defensive like you know how are you gonna tell me it's a fucking trend if it's only been one motherfucking time you know what i'm saying so anyways um long story short i got upset and i slammed my hand on the table like some bullshit i didn't say there's some bullshit but i was like come on now and when that happened she felt threatened threatened y'all you think I told this bitch I'm a fucking shanky with this goddamn pen? Nope, old oh, Skeletor looking bitch. Anyways, um, so things like that were happening to me, and this is all within like the first year of working at Nationwide. Oh shit! Well, fuck it. That's why I work. So I done said it already. I'm not gonna fucking edit it. Um, that's what happened when I started working at that location. So, anyways, with that said um don't fucking cancel me y'all don't don't go snitching on me i it is what it is anyways moving forward so while i was going through all those uh that transition to civilian life i um i got linked up through the va with a fucking uh what's he called a, a shrink psychologist psycho. i don't know the difference between a psychologist and a psychologist to be honest i don't fucking know all i know was seeing a motherfucking shrink so I went to go see this motherfucker and we sat down. He was a pretty cool, cat man. Dr. O Dr. OG? No, Dr. MG. Dr. MG. He was cool as fuck, you know, sat me down, fucking um, and so you know, I told him the list of issues, the traumatic events that occurred, you know, and um I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that I was in fucking firefights, ground pounding every fucking day and deployments and shit like that. No, you know, that that wasn't me you know what i did was on my deployments on the first deployment we did convoy security you know we got fucked up a few times uh shit my very first mission we got fucked up really bad and that's the one where my first trauma comes from apparently and then um a couple more v bits there, some fucking uh fires and shit like that whatever and then from there my second deployment you know uh that was in mosul and um on that one i was a actually a a chief at that time well in the field artillery we call them chiefs not squad leaders so anyways um and again we were doing convoy security prt fucking transportation bullshit and um and atmospherics i hated fucking atmospherics all that meant was we're gonna go to a fucked up area where they don't fucking want us at and we're gonna go ask people how can we assist you and then they're gonna fucking lie to our face and then try to blow us up anyways but uh there were some incidents in there that occurred That uh, kind of fucked me up in a way, I guess, in my outlook on life, according to what the shrink said. Um, And basically, um, the reason I'm doing this is to reach out to some of y'all out there that possibly are going through the same type of shit that I'm going through in my motherfucking mind, which bothers me that. How can I just say this? I guess I'll get there. So let me just get to the fucking shrink. So I'm with the shrink and we do what they call CBT or CPT, it's cognitive behavioral therapy, I think it's called CBT, something, I, I think it's called that, I don't fucking know, I don't know, as a C and a T, it sounds like, anyways, so we did that, and as I was doing it, you have to write shit down, and you know, how does this relate to that, and relate it to today, and it might work for some people, and that's cool, man, if it's worked for you, that's fucking awesome, you know, great, for me, it didn't, It didn't work for me, Um, and I hit hurdles. I kept hitting hurdles, so he was like, all right, we're going to try something else then, so we switched up the game plan and started doing what he called prolonged exposure. That one, that one fucked me up more, I think, um, because basically what we did in that one, I don't know if some of y'all have done this and what your experiences were. I'd love to hear and put them in the comments. You know what I'm saying? Share what you thought. But for me, it was fucked up because I had to talk into this fucking recorder about my experience. And they told you to pick one, you know, pick the one that was more like traumatizing, you know, per se. So I picked the January 6th, 2006 incident with 3rd ID when we were doing right seat, left seat rides. And um, that was the one I think fucked me up the most. And um, that was my first fucking attack. So anyways, um. So you had to tell your fucking story on there to yourself. Pretty much. You're talking about it from the moment where you start doing your briefing, going through the routes, going through your fucking rollover drills, your fucking rules of engagement all the way through when the incident occurred and you were on your way back or whatnot, you know? So I did that. And I think I lasted about maybe three sessions with that because it just kept irritating me more. I just kept, it wasn't fucking helping. It wasn't fucking helping. And, um, it was affecting my home life too, because I was becoming just angry. I was angry, bro. And, um, if any feelings that I had, it was just anger. And that's what was fucking pissing me off that. I couldn't feel the love that I wanted to feel for people, but I didn't hate them either. I just didn't care. You know what I mean? I didn't fucking care. There was a situation at one time where, We were gathered with other family members. And at that moment is the moment that I say I've never felt more alone than I've been when then when I was around family and other friends, because honestly, I. Felt like that nobody there uh, relates, you know what I mean? No matter how much I try, I couldn't relate and they can't relate. So I, I just felt fucking alone and I just dipped out you know i'd rather be alone with my thoughts in the 40 than um then trying to fake the funk and be something that i'm not which i'm going to get into as well on that so i did those and um i ended up having to switch meds as well cuz um after those incidents that occurred at work and i told my shrink about it and i told him that cpd or cbt and prolonged exposure weren't working he's like well you know what i don't know what the fuck else to do with you so of course they you know again he's a good doctor man and if it does work for you that's fucking awesome man if you guys have accomplished shit that's fucking great it didn't work for me though it's just me this is just my fucking self that it didn't work for and um so we upped the meds and now i'm on a fexler or venlaflax whatever the fuck it's called so they put me on that shit maxed it out to i think it's 225 uh and just a quick update on that i talked to my shirt uh to Some other doctor, doctor, whatever his name is. I talked with him. Uh, He's the one that's in charge of my meds here. And he upped it up to fucking 300 now. Whatever. If it's going to fucking help, it's going to fucking help. That's all I care about, right? Um, But yeah, so anyways, they referred me to do group, all right? Group therapy. And I was fucking hesitant as fuck you know up until like three weeks ago i didn't want to do group at all because to me group was nothing but a fucking pissing contest or people just fucking um you know trying to one-up each other you know what i'm saying and this was just based on me trying to fucking just these were just my ideas you know what i mean it wasn't a fact it's just the shit that was going through my head of keeping me from going to group right and um so I ended up not going to group and decided to just fucking tackle it on my own. You know what? Fuck that. I'm a motherfucking soldier. I'm a veteran, right? I can take whatever, dude. This is too easy. No problem. And it was working for a while. You know, I got into my own rhythm. You know, things were fucking going good in my mind. And um, I was drinking like a motherfucker. All right. Drinking, drinking, drinking. And, um, and check this out. Just disclaimer. This is not a fucking anti-alcohol fucking rant. All right. This is an anti me and alcohol rant. So I was, t- I was drinking a lot, bro. And I'm not a fucking alcoholic. That's one thing I realized I am an alcoholic um, because I don't need the shit, but I wanted the shit so it could help me get into a place in my fucking mind where I could at least feel like I'm feeling something. All right. And in my mind, it's making fucking sense to me right now. I don't know if it's making sense to any of y'all. But I wanted to feel like I was feeling something. So I would be drinking. I would drink, chief. By my motherfucking 40s. 40-ounce Fridays. Bam! I would have at least three motherfucking 40s. And then, you know, there would be times where I'd be drinking motherfucking brandy. E&J, baby. Irk and jerk. I don't fuck around with anything else. I'm straight hood, baby. Born and raised in South Central LA. That's how I roll. Anyways, um, so I was doing that for a hot minute. And um long story short I caught a case all right and um once I caught that case um I knew it was time to hang it up I almost lost my whole fucking family over drinking and um so like I said this is not for anybody else you know this is just me I cut drinking out and um it was a bitch because that's the one thing that i felt uh god i fucking hate saying that oh that's the one thing that i used to get in touch with feeling like i can feel all right so yeah man just sucked it up and fucking drove on right and uh so now i've been uh sober for three years and um still on probation and um the mind starts to deteriorate. All right. Um, again, being fully transparent. Uh, again, key words that you want to learn when you're out there engaged, transparent uh, pain points. Anyways, nor here nor there. Um, uh, my mind is fucking with me. Um, and I was most of what I'm looking for. I started becoming fucking forgetful about shit. All right. Things started reverting back to how they were when I was in the military prior to getting out and it was getting to the point where I was back to the same place that I was at when my old lady said, you need to go fucking get help or we're done. And um, I thought I was good. I thought I was fucking good. All right. And uh, so what I ended up doing, I realized was no, oh, we we'll go forward. Um, everything was going good till about the time the Rona hit. And once the Rona hit, that's when shit really started going downhill. Because at least while I was working, you know, there were other veterans that I would see. You know, that I would be like, hey, what's going on, brother? You know, we hang out for a bit or talk, shoot the shit or whatever, you know. And um, that was taken away now. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm here. And uh, the mind is a fucking, the idle mind is the devil's playground, right? So, it just started going into my shit, going into my feels, you know, uh, what we used to call, you know, being a bitch, being a pussy. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, just taking it on myself, though, you know what I mean? Um, and going, you know, presenting that happy face, that fucking um, everything's fucking gravy nothing's bad kind of like how people are on fucking social media where they show like the glamorous part of their fucking life however they don't show you the bitching and complaining and the crying and fighting and everything that really goes on in the background you know what I'm saying Kind of like an army promo fucking video where they show you all the high speed shit of fucking, Howitzer's being pushed out of fucking airplanes and fucking going out to the field and shooting shit and fucking the bombs blowing up. They show you all that, but they don't show you the shitty part of having to wake up at fucking three o'clock in the morning and go get a goddamn weapon draw at zero five hundred, which turns to zero seven hundred for some other fucking reason. SP turns to nine nine thirty. But they don't show you that fucking part. You know, they just show you the fucking cool part. Anyways, I don't know where I was going with it, but that's what I was expressing. Like, oh yeah, everything's all gravy here, you know, but inside I was getting, I was eat, being eaten alive. And now that I think about it, hindsight being 2020, 20, it started at work because I felt like my job wasn't doing anything. In other words, I was used to having a fucking, oh, what's the word? Uh Dude, I can't even fucking think about. It. That's not thing with my mind. I was telling y'all like I've forgotten fucking things over the time. You know, like my TBI. I got TBI. That's what I want to be transparent about. I have a TBI anyways. Fucking. So I thought that was acting up because I started forgetting shit. Fucking having conversations that apparently never occurred or forgetting conversations that did occur and then trying to have them again. Anyways, but um. so what ended up happening? Shit, hold on. Let me catch my thoughts where was i going with this okay so long story short i was being eaten alive on the inside didn't i mean i knew it but i didn't know it right until one day in august of last year uh, of 2021 a good friend of mine reached out when um you know we have a good relationship like you know brother sister relationship and um, we were FaceTime you know, just catching up on seeing how things are doing. And um, she asked me, are you OK? And I told her, yeah, I'm good. And she's like, no, you're not. Somehow or another, she could read my fucking expression through and read my fucking eyes. And when she told me that, though, it's like I felt like I, I could fucking admit it to myself. Like, nah, I told her, yeah, you're right. I'm not. I'm not OK. And at that point is when everything I fucking realized it, that I felt like ass and that honestly, I, I wasn't well mentally. And, you know, the people that I'm cheating out in it would be my kids and the wife Because they're not having the genuine me. So. I called up the VA. And um, I called the VA in late August. But since I hadn't sought any treatment since 2018 or some shit or 19, or whenever the fuck it was that I last saw them, I think it was like 17 or 18. They said that I had to restart this shit all over again even though it was well documented already about the shit that I was going through. Right. Or the shit that I fucking live with. I don't say suffer from it. I say I live with it because suffering makes me sound like I'm fucking weak. I live with it. You know what I'm saying? It is what it fucking is, you know, and I don't even like saying it or I don't, I'm not public about it, but now apparently fucking I am because I don't want people to fucking feel sympathy for me. Or feel fucking like, or pity me. You know what I mean? Um, It's just something that I got to fucking deal with. You know? And it is what it fucking is. But anyways. Trying to figure out what I was going. Oh, so I called them late August. They told me I had to get with my PCM or PCP. What the fuck they are? The provider. I had to get with them. So I did that. Kind of. Um, I had to call a call center. Okay, I called the call center for the VA, and um, then the VA called me and said, "Because it's been so long, I need to make an appointment with my PCM." So, okay, I called the PCM, uh, you know, to make an appointment, and they were like, "Oh no, you're fine. You can just go ahead and call them because you're in the system." So I tried again, and I told them what was going on. Bro, August turned to September, turned to October. So uh, in October, mid-October, I got pissed the fuck off. And I went to the VA directly, uh, to the VA hospital, one of the satellite locations they have here in San Antonio. And I walked in and I told them, look, I am looking to schedule a fucking appointment with my goddamn provider. That's all I want to do. Just so they can make a referral to the shrink you know and they were like well are you gonna kill yourself do you how do you feel blah 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 like look i'm not gonna fucking off myself right now but i can understand why motherfuckers off themselves y'all been giving me this goddamn run around and i'm just trying to fucking get help because i realized that i fucking need it anyways so um eventually the cunts at the fucking uh va call center fucked everything up uh regarding me having to get an appointment Every time I would get a call back, they said there was, um, that everything was fine. Just call and make an appointment. Finally, when I went to the VA directly, that they squared shit away there. All right? So I'm not going to say that they gave me a hard time in the VA clinic itself. They didn't. It, it was good in there. They helped me out. The VA call center, on the other hand, don't even fucking waste your time. Just go to fucking place yourself. Because I tried doing it on eBenefits and give myself an appointment all they did was call me from a fucking call center and tell me okay this is what we can do then they told me oh no you're fine you know what fuck the dumb shit go straight to the fucking va talk to a real motherfucking person right then and there that way there's no miscommunications none of that bullshit and there's none of that fucking long ass waiting time just to get told and then hung up on anyways i digress again so i was to get it i got a call and they made me an appointment for November. All right. November 23rd, which happened to be a fucked up day for me personally. And, um, and, uh, so I'm going through my appointments a week prior. Cause I like to go through my appointments to see when my appointments are. So I know not to fucking forget them. Cause I'm a forgetful motherfucker. Like I said, TBI ain't no motherfucking joke, but anyways, um, so, I'm going through my appointments so I can know when my next appointments are. And lo and behold, my appointment for November 23rd got fucking canceled, yo. So, they canceled my motherfucking appointment for November 23rd. Didn't even tell me about it. Because when I called their asses and started bitching, they were like, oh no, we called you and left you a message and whatnot. No, bitch, you didn't leave a message. There was no message left. You might have called, but there was no message left. None. So, anyways, I get pissed off. I'm getting, I'm getting really angry now, you know, and finally, uh, they give me like an appointment for December, December 15th or December, somewhere around there. I had that appointment. Finally met with a fucking shrink. All right. And she seemed legit. And she was doing me the interview with another doctor in there. And, um, So they told me in order to get a one-on-one, because I want it one-on-one and I'll explain to you why in a second as well. So I wanted one-on-one therapy and um, versus again, the group therapy, because like I said before, group therapy to me was nothing but a bunch of motherfucking dick measurers, one uppers. And you know, if I hear somebody, I can tell my, I know myself and I'll be like, really, did you really though? You know what I mean? Um, if I catch a motherfu i lying or if I sense they're lying, I probably would call them out. just if, if you could tell me one plus one equals three all day, but that should still own that up. So anyways, um, the doctor that was uh, observing uh, my shrink that I'm going to eventually in March, that's another reason I had to take group therapy because there was a gap between. December to March when I could get one-on-one therapy. All right. It's your VA system for y'all. And, um, so they, she offered me group therapy in the meantime, in the, in the interim. So I said, fuck it. You know what, what the fuck, what what is it going to hurt more? You know what I mean? I need to talk with somebody. If this is the only way I can fucking do it, I'm going to fucking do it. And, you know, just see how it goes. So, um, first things first, my doc is fucking fine i'll tell you that right now she looking fucking good if, if, if i had she get the dick i'd give her the chorizo so in a heartbeat but anyways um but she's really cool man she's really cool and um when i lit they sent me the link i went in there it's all fucking televideo what bullshit hold on i gotta take a some of my shake so and i get there and you know there's a bunch of us in there. Not that many, maybe like six six or seven of us. Not a, that many, but just enough in there. You know, we all do our introductions. And um, when it was my turn, you know, like, you know, they said, like, you know, Danny or whatever, or who's going to introduce himself? And I said, hey, I'll go ahead. You know, my name is Danny. Uh, Danny Lopez. Um, and the reason I'm here is. And I thought about it, I, it was literally in my fucking head, like, why am I here? And um, the only thing that came to mind was I'm tired. You know, and, uh, and I, you know, I said, I'm tired. And then in my head, I'm thinking to myself, like, but tired of what? And, and I answered, you know, out loud, I'm just tired of being tired. You know, and I think that resonated with a lot of the people that were there. Because honestly, that's what I fucking am, y'all. I'm fucking tired of being tired of being everything, you know? I'm tired of it all. I'm tired of being angry. I'm tired of fucking putting on a fake fucking smile for people. I'm tired of missing out on taking my kids places that they would enjoy because my punk ass will be too busy not enjoying it with them. I'm too busy looking for fucking potential threats all right i mean some of y'all get it and you know some of y'all won't and it is what it is you know um it sucks living like this you know it really fucking does um but i put on that fucking smile every day for the kids even though they anger me and i it took a while for me to realize like i was Projecting all this anger and animosity towards them, you know, and, you know, um, and it sucked at times when I would think about them and, um, I know I love them because they're mine, you know, I love them and, but I don't feel it. If that makes sense, like there's moments where it's just like love is just a word you know what i'm saying versus the feeling the connection that you want to have and that's where i started getting scared and why i started going to group and discussing it with you know and um it turns out there's others that feel the same way they're tired of being fucking tired you know and um dude um I've gone to three different appointments and um, I think I do the most talking there, probably because I have a fucking podcast, you know, but also I realized something on this last on this last visit that I had. There was this one young lady veteran um, who who felt like she was a shitty mom because um, the way she was snapping her children. And the way that, uh, you know, she would express her anger, the way that she would fucking, she felt like she was being judged by others, you know, like other parents at school and whatnot. So, you know, um, yeah, I know it's, it's, I'm not the doctor, I don't wear a lab coat, but I wanted her to know that, first of all, she's not a shitty mother. Because the, the fact that she's there for her kid and able to feed her and clothe her and send her to school, that alone makes her a great fucking mother. The fact that she wants to be there for her child makes her a great fucking mother. All right. There's a lot of shitty mothers out there that don't do a goddamn thing for their goddamn kids. And if not, there's other shitty motherfucking mothers out there. I'm not going to get into that. Never mind. I was going to bring up some shit. I'm going to just cut, cut it out right there. But um, anyways. So as I'm telling her this, you know, um, that, no, she's not a shitty mother. Don't, don't feel that way. Blah, blah, blah. The shrink then throws it at me and says, well, why do you feel when you say that you're a shitty father, you feel like you're a shitty father. Why can't you, you know, you accept the same advice that you're giving or, you know, the, take the same compliment that you're giving, you know what I'm saying? And that one fucking, blew my fucking mind and i don't i don't have an answer for that i don't have a fucking answer for that you know and i'm i guess it's like i told her like i'm okay and i'm good at you know wanting to comfort people but i'm not good at taking it myself and this is where the one-on-one therapy comes from comes to was i think in one-on-one therapy like i did with dr mg i was able to fucking put my guard down and i could be vulnerable if that makes sense you know what i'm saying versus in a group session i feel like um god damn that goes out. i feel bullshit again versus a group session it's more along the lines of in my head i'll be thinking oh this motherfucker's weak you know what i'm saying or this motherfucker is um having Santa vagina syndrome or, you know, or this motherfucker lying. You know what I'm saying? I don't, and I don't want that criticism because it could spark some other shit. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if this is making sense to any of y'all, but it's making sense in my motherfucking head and all uh, with that, you know, that's out of group. That's what I'm getting so far. So my recommendation is if you're out there, you just got out or you're still in or, You're hesitant about, you know, joining a group for group therapy. Give it a shot, man. Give it a shot. Because honestly, if you don't in the long run, you're going to spend like fucking six years like I did with a fucking mask on, pretending everything's all fucking crimson and clover. When in reality, inside, bro, you're fucking dying. And it could take you to the next step and it'll be all over you know what i'm saying Uh, because i know i've had those thoughts all the fucking time too y'all know what i'm talking about those thoughts driving down the motherfucking freeway all of a sudden you see a tree just like "Mm, er," slam into a motherfucking pole call it a goddamn night i ain't the only one that's had those thoughts i know y'all motherfuckers have too. doing dumb shit thinking those dumb things like that you know what i'm saying so and it's all good man no judgment no judgment how can i judge I'm doing the same thing and thinking the same things, but, um, so yeah, the last three sessions have been going great. I think I'm falling in love with my therapist, motherfucking Florence Nightingale syndrome bullshit. (laughs) It's a joke. Y'all it's a fucking joke or is it maybe she'll listen to this podcast. Right. But anyways, um, yeah, uh, this is, this is it right here. I don't know where else to go with this. Um, If y'all have questions, yeah, man, hit me up here. I'm saying here. If you have any questions, man, feel free to just hit me up on thegunline at gmail.com. Send me your questions, and um, I'll keep y'all anonymous because I would like to ask them on the air. Because if you have those questions, that means somebody else probably has those questions too. And, you know, let's at least open up the dialogue. You know what I'm saying? So I'd like to bring back the Shoot the Shit um saturdays well this, this event is gonna be friday because once i get done with this bullshit i'm gonna fucking just set it up and send it out hopefully y'all like it um but yeah man this is me in a nutshell all right um i have my midweek memo that i do uh with Hunt and arena that right there is more along the lines of just having those conversations you know that i miss with my buddies like I told you, in the civilian sector, I don't have that. I don't fucking have that. The conversations that I have on there, I can't have them with the civilians because they don't understand. You know what I'm saying? Or they'll get butt hurt or their politics don't align with what I'm saying and they get all fucking aggressive and offended and shit like that. Meanwhile, on the gun line, we used to talk shit to each other, fucking, you know, talk politics, talk racism, talk fucking jodies and fucking you know, cheating fucking husbands and wives, everything. We talked it all, man. And it was fucking gravy. You know, we had a great fucking time. But out here, it's almost fucking taboo. So that's why I have that midweek memo so we can have those conversations. You know what I mean? And, um, and I love the content. There's guys out there now or fellows and ladies that are sending me um, ideas of what to talk about. And I love that. So please keep bringing me those. If you want me to continue doing this one right here, like, you know, talking about the mental aspect of it all. I mean, I can, um, and that's cool. I have no issue with it. Just, no, I don't want it to become something that that's all we focus on. If that makes sense, but I'm down to do this, you know, and talk with anybody who wants to talk with me. If you want to come on here and have a discussion with me about this, I would fucking love that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I want to have, I guess, you know, I could you can say like I had it before, we had the midweek memo, which was more light about shit. You know, we were, it was light on, like, making sophomoric fucking jokes and shit like that. And then the shoot to shit, which was more of a storytelling, learning about motherfuckers, and um, hoping that somebody gets something out of it. So, anyway, y'all, I hope y'all got something out of this, and um, I hope y'all enjoy it. And if anything, if nothing else, you know, if y'all want to tell me that I suck, Tell me I fucking suck, yo. You know, I really just want the fucking algorithm to start grabbing this shit and putting it out to more people. Not because I want the exposure, but more because I want to help people. That's what I feel like my fucking calling is, to help motherfuckers. All right? Yeah, I might joke around here and there and, you know, shoot the shit with everybody. That's what I do. That's how I get through my motherfucking pain in my head, y'all. That's why I call this shit therapy without the fucking therapist when I have the midweek memo, because it's just motherfuckers hanging out like in group therapy without a fucking therapist. But anyways, y'all know where to find me at. And um, just to end it on a on a good note, I guess. Um, life is good right now. You know. Any day above ground is a good day. And uh, look at it that way. You know what I'm saying? Somebody loves you, whether you know it or not. Somebody fucking loves you. All right? Reach out to your fucking homies. You know, um, let him or her know that. Just a simple text. Like, hey, man, what's been going on? How you doing? It's been a while. You know, shoot him a text. Shoot him a fucking Facebook message. Hey, what's going on, man? It's been a while since I've seen you. Or, you know, what's been going on with life? Because the worst part is... We look for motherfuckers that, that they sound like they're depressed. And the ones that end up fucking knocking themselves out are the ones that never even fucking showed a symptom of it. Fucking facts, y'all. Fucking facts. But, anyways, y'all. Um, y'all can find on the gunline podcast on your favorite fucking. Podcast platforms, whatever you watch, I do it on Anchor, and I think they send it out to fucking Spotify, Apple, Breaker, some other shit like that. And um, you can find it on YouTube, which obviously you found this somewhere. So because you're listening to it, shows I'm not the brightest motherfucker, and why I was a thirteen fucking Bravo, pull string, go boom. You know what I'm saying? Too fucking easy. But um, yeah, man, do me a solid. Go hit the socials up. Look for On the Gunline podcast. You can go to on and it has my fucking links there if y'all want to go check shit out there. It's a very generic page because I was an FDC. I, I was a I was a gun bunny, a cannon cocker. So I know how to fucking find you porn. And. What's it X, X porn or some shit like that? I don't even know what it's called. It's already saved. Anyways, with that said, y'all, I hope y'all enjoyed this fucking podcast with me. Thanks for shooting the shit with me. I have no idea how long I went for, but um, it's been a pleasure, y'all. Thank you for hanging out with me. At least I fucking hit record this time. I didn't think I was recording for a second. That it was suck balls. I'll catch you all on fucking Tuesday night or Wednesday morning on your midweek memo. And uh, with that said, rounds complete and a mission gun line out. Bye y'all.